Hi guys and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with your hosts today, Martin and Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Martin. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, it's funny hearing your voice more because it's like it doesn't change, does it? <laughs> what do you mean? There you go. A little bit of happiness into that voice. You're quite <laughs> like, there we go. That's what we want. We want a little bit of energy, a little bit of whoa. I feel like I, it's weird because I feel like I'm really expressive and I'm sitting here, I'm moving my hands and everything. And then I listen to myself or I watch the videos back and I think, I don't, I look like I'm, you know, my face is dead or something yeah um it's very uh, it's very disappointing because i feel like i'm uh, i feel like i'm being quite expressive but anyway um today we're going to talk about late goals which is one of my great passions fortunately and um, we're also going to talk about laying the current score line so they're kind of intertwined as a strategy they're kind of the same thing um obviously depending on what time you're entering the market i know ryan you're kind of more interested in the laying the current score line yeah, but, yeah don't you think though it's like one of the things with trading is this is like this is a nugget for people to take away is they're the same thing you hit on it there it's like people get so fascinated by sort of like am i doing a late lay the late goals or a lay the current score it's the same thing there's like whether you're if you're laying the current score like when i lay the current score it's usually at half time and i'm in for the whole well I start at half time and then I'm probably in at like 60, 65 minutes, but I'm in for the rest of the half. So I need a late goal. So effectively I'm doing the exact same thing as, as like a, a late goal backing or laying. It's the same thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, so many people get sort of caught up on the semantics of, and the language and it's like at the end of the day, all we're really interested in here is making money trading on Betfair. And I think, that's something I try and, you know, reiterate to, to you guys, to the members all the time, because what we can, we can get lost so often we can get lost in strategies, ways of thinking, you know, uh, spreadsheets, et cetera, et cetera. The key question is, where's our path to making profit? If we're not already making profit, where's our path to making profit? Unfortunately for us, the late goals and the laying the current score lines is is a market or a strategy that has proven very, very fruitful. I mean, you've only got to go on the Betfair Trading Community Forum for five minutes to see kind of how well that strategy does. And I know there's quite a few people, a few members who just trade that and quite often off other good traders' advice and, and they, make, they make good money just from doing that. So it really is a fascinating market. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how I trade it and then I'm going to, I'm going to switch it over to Ryan. Um, and it's good to have, obviously, it's good to have Ryan here kind of bouncing ideas off each other. We're going to try and do that moving forward. And I mentioned this in the last podcast. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it was really successful, the last one. And uh, hopefully we can, we can get things going today. So with the late goals, for me, I really like quite a late entry point. So what I find is that there's a lot of people who just trade and they'll put, I know you don't even do this, Ryan, they'll put their full stake in at half time. Sometimes the odds are, are really short, you know, 1.2, 1.25. Um, and, and the problem is, now, there's nothing wrong with trading a strategy like that that makes profit over time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. The problem is you need such a high strike rate. And then when you do hit a downswing and 
you do hit three or four losers in a row, and you will do that no matter how good your strategy is, that's a really heavy hit for your profit line to take. Um, now, like I say, if over time it's making money, that's fine. If you can keep the discipline in those situations, that's fine. But I think most traders, you know, we want, we want the juicier odds. We want the juicier value. You know, we don't want to be taking massive risk to, to try and hit really, really high strike rates. And that's why I like the late goal. I like to look at goals from around 60 minutes onwards. Often I'll enter at 65, 70 minutes. Um, sometimes I'll do split stakes where I'll put a little bit in at 60, a little bit in at 75, a little bit in at 85. Um, and, you know, where, where I've done well on that is finding strategies where the goals are coming in the 85th minute onwards. Um, and there are, I mean, like I say, the thing with testing is if you test your strategy, you can spot certain trends. So there's strategies I've tested. I might not have even been looking for late goals. And then I've looked at the data and gone, hmm. wow, there's goals coming after 85 minutes, you know, nearly 40% of the time, which is a ridiculously high strike rate for that. Um, I'd make money just trading 85 minutes onwards. Um, so yeah, for me, the, the nice thing with the late goal strategies is that you do get better odds. You know, and we see some of the guys on the forum who do that. They jump in later on. They get the better odds. And you're not, you're, not as, you're not under as much pressure to win every single trade. Whereas I feel sometimes when you're getting in at super short odds, you're, you're under a lot of pressure. I mean, for example, on the members filters at the moment, we have Gary's second half goal, which is a great strategy. I know a lot of people who follow that and a lot of people have made money using that strategy over the last year or so. Um, but what I advise is to wait on that strategy, wait a while, you know, see if you can get to 60, 65 minutes. And if the second half goal hasn't been scored, jump in then, jump in later, you know, because you know that, you know, this strategy has a really high strike rate. And if there hasn't been a goal as it gets to later in the game, why not take the juicier odds in those situations? So many people have a fear of, Oh, but what if I miss a goal? Yeah, you will miss the odd goal. You will miss the odd trade where there's a goal in the 50th minute, you know, the 55th minute. But to be honest, at the prices you're going to get at half time, you're not missing out on as much as you think. Um, and getting in later can be can be such a gold mine, I, I find, in these games. So, Ryan, what's your kind of, you know, your overall impression of delaying the current scoreline? Yeah, I mean, it's a strategy that, just picking up on a few things that you said there, is it's a strategy that I stumbled across. So we always talk about test, 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 gather the data, et cetera, et cetera. And I've even built spreadsheets that people can, can get from us to do that. But I was going for an over 2.5 goals trade, and that's how my uh, lay the current score in the second half came about. Because what I was doing was I was testing the the games and I found that the score at halftime and the score at um, full time wasn't the same in like over 85% of the games which is a massive amount of games so then it was about oh okay well over 2.5 that strategy isn't working but I've stumbled upon this strategy this is what the data is telling me fantastic so then from there it was about sort of dripping my stakes in i I like to drip my stakes in. There's loads of benefits for that. You know, people 
talk about, oh, well, we need to be in, you missed the goals, just like you said. But what happens if you're in a match at 45 minutes? So the second half whistle to start it's just gone. You've got the price that it, there isn't loads and loads of value. You need a really high strike rate. The time that it takes from that whistle starting to a goal happening is killer for you and your mindset. Because what a lot of traders, well, most traders, 99% of traders see is they see that red figure getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and panic sets in because you've put all of your stake in there. Now, if you can drip that stake out over sort of like just getting a little bit later, just wait five minutes, getting at 50, you've got a better price already. Now, if you put 25% of your stake in and then you wait five minutes, put another 25% in and then five minutes, another 25 and then five, another 25 or whatever it may be, whatever works for you, You've extended your trading opportunity window. So you are you are better mentally. You're getting a better price because all that happens is that you just get a, a better average price. Betfair puts all of that together and you might be getting in at like, you know, 2.0 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it will just average that price out. So it's even better for you. So you're getting more value. For me, I think it's a wicked strategy. I think... You don't need to be picking teams who are going to score first. You you just need a goal. So as soon as a goal goes in, you can celebrate like the striker or the midfielder that scored it, or maybe even the defender that scored it. But it's just it's easier to to get that data as well and easier for you to manage. And then you can start to look at things like so here's a tip. There's more goals in the second half if there's been a goal in the first half. So just pick your data. Just look at that. Look at your data. What happens in the first half? Does that correlate? Does does that have an impact on the second half? Okay, what do I need? Well, this is, I need these amount of shots on target. I need this and this and this. It's easier to read the match as well. Mm. Like it's so much easier. And if people are struggling for match reading, go and watch lower league football. Like go and watch league two and league one because the game doesn't change. So you can, it's just speed. Like it's just speed. The game moves quicker in terms of the players and mistakes are punished once in a a Premier League game, whereas they might not be punished in a lower league game so often. So you can see the things that lead to goals and you get more chance to recognize them. If you're watching Man City when they had Sergio Aguero, for example, if he gets a chance, if a defender makes a mistake once, he's going to capitalize on that. But you might see that mistake or the build-up to that mistake three or four or five times in a lower league game. So you can start to see it. And then that's where you can you can start to read the match better. So these late goals are easier to spot. But yeah. I just sorry, Martin. I'm on a I'm on my right soapbox go, now. Aren't I? Good stuff. Um I don't think I'm gonna be a little bit controversial now. I don't think just buying play. Um, in play watching and watching stats from the in play alone, you can trade late goals. I think you need to filter the games that you are following because otherwise, how the hell do you even decide what you're trading? Do you just turn the computer on at like 345 and start looking at some games? It's like when you fire a shotgun, you're hoping to hit a target. It literally just fires loads, like it just boom. 
But yeah. for me, it's like, I want to be a little bit more, I want a little bit more finesse. I want to zone in on a target, like take my time, zone in on that target and take it out of a sniper rifle. Like yeah. I know where my focus is going. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my opinion of the, uh, the late goal. I love it, but I think you still need a way of filtering because, and we're going to talk about this on the next episode. We're going to talk about a balance of life and sports trading. I know firsthand, firsthand friends of mine's relationships have suffered because of trading, not just to like a little bit, like deeply suffered because of trading, because all they've done is sports trade because they haven't narrowed down these games. They yeah. felt like they have to do these trades. Now we know that football happens on a Saturday afternoon. So that is usually family time. So how just by sitting at the computer, watching all of these games, hoping to get on one of them with a late goal, why would you, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? And I mean, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. And I actually, I, I, I remember writing about this uh, in, I think in one of the football kind of masterclass things we did. And I think I kind of put a, I almost put a sum on it. I think I put a percentage on it. And I said, I actually believe pre-match research in terms of weight is worth two to one, the value of the in-play statistics. So I believe that 66% of the importance of your trade should be placed on the pre-match and 33% should be placed on the in-play. Now that's not to dismiss the value of looking at the in-play and watching those stats. What it's saying is that actually what I found through my research over many, many years, pre-match statistics are a better indicator of what's about to happen than in play statistics. So, you know, and you might watch a game and, and you see there's, you know, there's tons of shots and you're like, right, I need to get on this trade. Bang, I get in. It finishes nil-nil. And you sit there and think, how on earth did it finish nil-nil? Mm. So you go back and you research the game and you notice that actually quite a few of their last few games have finished nil-nil. And there's your answer. There's what happened. And I wonder for you guys listening now, how many times have you jumped in on markets not looking at the pre-match? And then you've gone, oh, how's that trade lost? I wonder if you guys have actually gone back and looked at the pre-match stats and worked out, would I have got in on this trade knowing what I know now? Um, and, and, and another thing I'll say on that is that even if you're one of these people that's really adamant, you don't want to do the, you know, you don't want to have these filters filtering out your games. Well, why not? If you fancy a trade in play and you see an opportunity, why not take two minutes, three minutes to go and look on the betfairtrading.community.com software and check the match and see, right, does this match suggest goals? Is this a good trade? Because I'll tell you what, for those couple of minutes you take, um, and probably you could narrow it down to about 30 seconds when you get quick at it. For those 30 seconds you take, you could save yourself a hell of a lot of money in the long run and make more money by doing so mm. um so that's what i'd say that's what i'd say on that um, and another point you really picked up on that i really like there ryan and you really just summed it up you only need a goal all right so sometimes we make trading so complicated for ourselves right trading or betting whatever you want to call it but in this situation of just going for a late goal laying the current score line you need one goal now that there's so many less variables to cover there. You've got one variable, goal, right? Goal or no goal, that, they're your mm. variables, right? So 
you're not making it complicated. You're not going, right, I need three goals. Okay, when do I need the first goal to be scored? When do I need the second goal? When do I need the third goal? You know, you're not, you're not laying uh, a, a score line and going, right, or you're not backing, you know, the nil-nil or whatever and going, well, every time the ball goes near the box, I'm going to have a heart attack, right? You're just hoping for one goal. And what I like about the simplicity of that is the, the statistics, the testing, it's so easy to do. You know, you can run tests on all, all your selections for, you know, months on end if you wish. And you will get so much good data. It will be so easy to track. Even if you're not able to watch the games, etc., you can track all that stuff in a spreadsheet really easily. Um, and, you know, especially for newer traders, I just feel like this strategy is so easy to implement. And then sometimes that's what it's all about. Make life easy for yourself. As Ryan mentions there, you know, and we're going to talk about this in the next podcast. Do you want to be sitting in front of your PC all afternoon? Or do you want to have certain sections where you're doing the work where you can go, yeah, I'm going to be busy here, but I know that that frees me up for the rest of the afternoon or, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'll do that. And then I'm done. I know what I'm doing. Um, so for me, that's, that's a massive, massive benefit of, of trading these, these markets um, and this strategy that, that people often overlook. And that's one thing I do think. I think we often can overlook the simplicity of things. You know, I see some guys coming out with these amazing strategies and they've got so many different variables going on, so many different things they're looking for. And I think, hey, look, that's brilliant. And that's working for you. And then you're making money out of that, more power to you. I certainly don't want anything that complicated when I'm trading. I'm a simple guy. I want, I want nice, easy strategies to follow that make me money over time, that give me the freedom, you know, to go and do other things. You know, I'm not, I'm in a situation where I'm fortunate enough with my trading, my strategies, that I'm not having to sit at my computer all day, every day, just trying to wait for an opportunity, you know. And the software's helped with that. We, I cannot stress enough how much the betfairtradingcommunity.com software has helped me as a trader. You know, it's, 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 it's got its value just in that. I mean, I know you're the same, Ryan. So for me and Ryan, we used to, I mean, I used to go through, um, you know, these soccer statistics websites every day for hours, hmm. you know, doing my pre-match research. I, on a Friday, I would often spend the whole of Friday doing that. So, you know, you're maybe talking 10 hours of solid work going through the pre-match statistics to find That's the games. longest you've ever worked in your life, isn't it? <laughs> There's, to find games that fit into my strategy. Mm. It's insane. And now with, with, the, with the statistics software, I have it all straight away. As soon as I log in in the morning, my selections are there. And, it, and to be honest, I can then go and have another look at them. I can give those games a second look because now I've got time and that'll, that'll only take me, you know, 30 seconds per game. So, you know, I've cut so many of my trading hours through statistics software. Um, but also it means there's no mistakes. You know, I don't make the mm. mistake of missing a game I might have missed when I was trying to do things manually. Um, I mean, the next step for me and the thing I really want to look into, and maybe we should do a podcast on this, Ryan, is, is automated trading. Oh, yes. Of, of, I mean, I've never, I've always been a little bit scared of it because of just in case something goes wrong or, you know, the software lets me let me down and things like that. But um, with the automated stuff, I think 
it is the future. It's what a lot of traders are doing. And they, I mean, I know Adam does really well off the automation, doesn't he? That's, that's basically his thing. It takes um, human error out of it, doesn't it? You know, we talk yeah. about about that. You know, the human error. We we mentioned you mentioned that as well with the, you know, um, with tracking your comp- making your filters, your strategies complicated. The more complicated you make it, the more likely things are going to go wrong. And don't you find as well how we've been successful on Betfair for a very long time, like very, very long time. We spoke on the previous episode how long I've been trading on Betfair and you've been trading a very long time and Adam has been trading a very, very long time as well. And the key to our success, I think, is our simplicity because once you've got a strategy that works, that's simple, if things do change for whatever reason, then it's easier to spot what is going wrong. If you have like, oh, my game needs to have this, 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 and then this, 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 and this. How do you know like the weight of those decisions? Like how do you know the importance of those stats, of that information against something else? Because there's so much information there. Like how do you tweak that? You'll always be tweaking and tinkering. Whereas if you're just looking for one or two things or three things, it's so much easier to see which ones are important in your, in your trades. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, you know, and we're trying to, we're trying to work this out and make it as easy as it can be. And I think that's why I love trading the late goal. That's why I love trading the next goal. Um, That's kind of my thought. Have you got anything else to add Ryan or is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it for me. It's like, this is a really, you know, we always say that it's simple. Keep your trading simple. For me, I love what you say about 66% of the of the trade is pre-match. If you take that pre-match, you do your research, it narrows down your selections, and then you take that in play. Look at the data which you, you found. It, it tells you what you need to be looking for on those trades. So it tells you the average shots on target per goal. So then you can track that. Okay, well, is this team doing that? Not just, oh, but they've had six shots on target. Well, yeah, they might have had six shots on target, but how many do that team need to convert? They might have Benteke up front, who needs a lot more than Harry Kane does. So by knowing the data, it puts weight onto it so that you can actually start to look at what you're seeing in play, does that relate to the historical data? And my final sort of point on that would be that if people are saying, yeah, but pre-match is rubbish, the the stats are rubbish. It's like teams are always set up to play a certain way. Pep Guardiola's teams play a certain way. Jurgen Klopp's teams play a certain way. So you get that information by doing your research and you are preparing yourself for success. And that would be my, my sort of final words on that matter. Yeah, that's really good. And again, like I said in the last podcast, guys, really take what's been said here and apply it to yourself. That's, that's one of the keys. And I keep reiterating this message, but I think sometimes we can get so caught up in other people, how others are getting on, what they're doing. Mm. We need to make sure a lot of our trading focus is on us. Because effectively, what you do in your trading, you're making money. That's really all that matters. I mean, that's why BetfairTradingCommunity.com exists. We're literally here as servants for you to help you 
improve your trading. So thanks for that, Ryan. Thanks for being a guest today. Um, no, thank you for having me. The last thing that I will say is just go check out that tweet. We are putting tweets linked to the podcasts. We want to know what your big aha moment was. What was your, oh, that was good, guys. That really hit home for me. If you put that on the tweet and you'll see it, it'll be linked to this episode. Then let us know your takeaway. And thank you for having me, Martin. No problem. Well, of course, with Twitter, you can always just message us or reply. Uh, I think you can at us in a tweet. It's just at BetfairTC. Um, so, yeah, that's a really easy one to remember. And uh, we'll be back with another podcast soon.